Hey, welcome to Authen Felicity. I'm your host, Felicity Bean, and I'm thrilled to be building an online community based on inclusivity, honesty, and shameless expression. As I embark on my nomadic travels, reshaping my worldly views, unlearning rigid beliefs, and embracing an open mindset, I'll be sharing my authentic journey, embracing both the ebbs and flows. My goal is to motivate, inspire, and empower you, while also learning from the mistakes that have shaped me and continue to do so. Throughout this journey, I'll be engaging with interesting people I meet from around the globe, some of whom share similar mindsets, while others may challenge my world beliefs. I warmly invite you to join this community, where I believe we are all teachers as well as students, and all I ask in return is for you to come as you are and keep an open mind. Welcome to Authen Felicity. Got one life, I won't regret it. I will fight until I get it. I'll look back one day from heaven and say, damn, I learned some lessons. And say, damn, I had no questions. I had fun in every second and the journey was a blessing, yeah. Hello and welcome to Authen Felicity. I have decided to do my first official podcast on people-pleasing and empathetic tendencies. Now, I feel I could talk so much about this topic and I really feel there will be future podcasts dedicated to it because it's such a wide topic and so much to delve into. But a little introduction as to why I wanted this to be my first podcast and why it's something so important to me. So I am a people pleaser in remission. (laughs) Before I had so much trouble saying no to setting my boundaries or when I tried feeling so guilty of even having them in the first place. Often I was left feeling so tired daily because I, I found myself worrying about everyone else and not having enough time for myself, my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own needs which eventually led to a loss of identity, I'd say. I wasn't able to tune into my own intuition, my own feelings, my own wants or needs, until I finally decided that enough was enough. I was done doing stuff for others at a detriment to myself. I was done being so good at tuning into others' wants and needs and emotions and fulfilling what it was they needed at a cost of neglecting my own needs and wants and desires. So recently I have been doing a lot of work on myself, on how to change my people-pleasing ways and I have become totally empowered by it. I've learned so much more about myself, my wants and my needs, what these actually are and feel for once deserving of my wants and needs being met like we all should and like I was for so long doing for everybody else. So I want to share this podcast in the hopes of reaching more people who maybe don't realize that they're people-pleasing, those perhaps on the revolutionary path to overcome their people-pleasing tendencies, and even for those listening who have strong boundaries and feel that their needs and desires are met, who maybe don't realize that people-pleasing comes in so many ways and that there's still maybe one way they can work on, 
or if they're perfect, which nobody is, but bravo to them if they feel that they are not people pleasers. They probably know someone who is, and maybe they could send this podcast to someone who may feel may benefit from listening. So let me break this down a little bit and tell you how I'm going to go through this huge topic. So first, I would like to discuss what is people pleasing. Then we'll move on to some signs that could indicate you are a people pleaser. Then moving on to feelings that may arise from being a people pleaser. Following on to causes as to why you may be a people pleaser. Then the risks of what people pleasing tendencies may have on you and your well-being. And finally, rounding it all up by call to actions and how you can stop your people pleasing tendencies and really focus that love and attention back on yourself. So firstly, what is a people pleaser in the first place? Now, I would like to have a distinction here and say that there is generally nothing wrong with being a nice person. This is not what a people pleaser is. In fact, the world would be a happier and nicer place if everyone was just a little bit more compassionate and caring to their own and each other's wants and needs. Then of course there is the distinction on altruism, which is simply the desire to help others. We are social beings after all. We live in societies and we thrive together and it's only natural for us to help one another. And altruism in itself may also sometimes involve sacrificing one's time, money or energy for whatever reason, maybe just to make life a little bit easier in that moment. But people-pleasing goes beyond kindness. People-pleasing is where you tend to alter your actions to benefit other people. And this is usually without consideration and at a detriment to yourself. So while we often hear the word people-pleaser thrown around a lot in today's society, there isn't actually one clear definition of what it is. People-pleaser is not a medical term. It's something we've coined. But it is a generalized thinking And for ease, I'm going to give my definition of a people pleaser as someone who is always striving to please others. And this is often at a sacrifice to their own needs in this process. So to reiterate, a people pleaser is generally a person who is always striving to please others. But this often happens while sacrificing their own needs in this process. And a lot of people don't even realize they're doing this, that they're being a people pleaser. So I'm going to list now a few signs and attributes that people who tend to be people pleasers often show. So the first one is very common and it is the difficulty in saying no. (laughs) Some people are actually very afraid of this word, perhaps not the word itself, but perhaps the repercussions of using it. Often people have a hard time using this word no and instead go to a default in saying yes without truly understanding what it is they're getting themselves into if they even want to be doing it just because it seems easier to say yes than no. Another sign is taking on extra work even if you don't have the time or the energy or if you don't even want to do it but haven't tuned into realizing whether that's your reality. Perhaps your boss at work is asking you to do extra hours and you just feel like You'd be letting them down by saying no or are worried about the repercussions. And even if you have so much going on in that week that you really don't have time to squeeze in another thing, you say yes to those extra hours anyways. 
Another sign of being a people pleaser is avoiding advocating for your own needs. This usually comes in a way where you say you're fine even when you're not. This is definitely something I've had to overcome and it isn't often just saying I'm fine because I realize what I'm doing but sometimes it's because I'm not even tuned in enough to my own feelings. I don't actually know how I am feeling or sometimes I'm feeling a negative kind of way and I don't want to burden anyone else with my feelings. Thus to keep peace or to make others happy I just ignore my own feelings. I say I'm fine, I put on a smile and I go about my day. (laughs) It's not healthy and it is not taking care of yourself. Another sign is simply wanting everyone to like you. It's okay to want to be liked. As I say, we are all social beings and we all want to be liked if not loved. But it's when you actively fear rejection or fear someone not liking you and maybe you act in a way that isn't truly yourself in order to try and gain someone else liking you. Another tendency and symptom of people pleasing is being overly apologetic. (laughs) Again, something I am very guilty of. Now, I can also link this to being British. I do think it is a tendency within our society to apologize about everything, apologize for our existence if we have to. But if you find yourself really apologizing and you don't actually believe you've done anything wrong or you're apologizing just to keep peace even though something inside you is telling you it's not your fault or don't apologize, you're likely to be overly apologetic and it could come from a people-pleasing tendency. A further sign is feeling guilty or mean when you set your boundaries. I think we all can relate to this from time to time. But if you truly find yourself feeling guilty quite a lot of the time by simply expressing your boundaries, expressing your wants and needs, saying no when you can't do something and feeling mean about it, this is a sign to look out for because the opposite means that you're going to be being mean to yourself by not having boundaries. Another sign is you're afraid of conflict. Now. It is good to pick your battles and there may be some scenarios where it's probably safer to be a bit passive in order not to put yourself in danger. There is extremes of this and people pleasers may often find themselves constantly avoiding disagreement with people and not wanting to voice their opinion just to keep the peace. Personally, I'm a true advocate of always putting yourself around people whom you can express yourself with even if you have opposing views. But I know in everyday life, we don't get to pick everyone we come into contact with. And while it can be daunting to have differing views, we shouldn't be afraid that it will lead to conflict. Of course, there are times it may, and we need to judge those and trust our intuition. For instance, I don't know, if we're out in a club and there's drink involved and things get heated and people get loud, you know, you may just want to walk away or passively agree to disagree and it's not the time there to be stating your view but just know that if you're often suppressing your voice this could be a people-pleasing tendency and it won't be healthy in later life and it won't be healthy for you another symptom could be holding yourself to a high standard and again while it's okay to have high standards for yourself you want the best for yourself of course we all do constantly expecting yourself to be perfect all of the time is not healthy. I definitely fall victim to this one as well. (laughs) I 
would love to grow my social media following in order to reach wider audiences and to have beautiful discussions. I have so much stuff I want to post and share, but I am so rigid in thinking that my timeline has to be perfect. Every picture side by side needs to flow perfectly. The color theme needs to be on point. <laughs> and this is seriously at a detriment to myself. I honestly thought this was just me being a bit of a perfectionist or me knowing how I liked things until someone really recently pointed out that I may be doing this actually out of a people-pleasing tendency rather than for myself. Maybe I'm so worried about people looking at my timeline and judging it that I hold myself to these unrealistic expectations and thus putting myself at a disadvantage. So although I am on this people-pleasing journey, I definitely have some way to go and that's okay. I'm grateful to have taken that first step in acknowledging it and it will take time to unlearn it. This is a behavior I have been carrying for some time. A further symptom though is putting others above you and not being able to express your needs. And finally, are you a fixer? <laughs> Do you try and fix everything? Do you just hate seeing anyone hurt afraid, sad or uncomfortable and you constantly want to change that but perhaps you don't have that same outlook on yourself. Okay so now that we've gone through some of the signs that people with people-pleasing tendencies may experience, may have, let's go through some feelings and let's see if you can relate to any of these. So the first one is frustration. Frustration that you don't have time for yourself. Frustration that you seem to be running around after everybody else, worrying about how they're feeling, making sure their wants, needs and desires are fulfilled, being that good friend, being that doubting partner, being that caring parent, but you just don't find that you have any time for yourself and it frustrates you. Another one may be that you don't hold your own wants and needs to as high a standard that you hold everybody else's. You've become so good at putting your needs on the back bench. You've become the sub in your own life and everyone around you seems to be the main player. Okay, so I can relate to this next one. You may feel a sense of pressure to be nice, friendly and cheerful at all times. Now, while it's okay to put your best foot forward and while it's okay to try and wear a smile in order to feel happier for yourself, we all have bad days and you should never feel as though you need to paint a smile on and pretend as though you're feeling anything other than you are. Maybe just so you don't feel as though you don't want to influence anybody else's emotions, thus putting theirs above your own. First and foremost though, we are in control of our own emotions, which means everybody else is in control of their own emotions. You feeling sad or not smiling at someone because they smiled at you should not be the cause for them to feel anything negative. And if they do, that is totally on them. Another feeling may be feeling stressed. Just feeling so stressed all the time due to taking on way too much. Saying yes to things you should be saying no to. Feeling so much pressure to get things done that probably aren't even your responsibility. And finally for now, another feeling you could be experiencing is, is that you might just feel people are taking advantage of you. People are constantly asking you to do things for them all of the time. You may think they expect you to drop everything that you're doing in order to do the thing that they need doing. And this may be the case. You may have people like this in your life. And if you do, I'd highly recommend you weed them out. 
but also if you have people pleasing tendencies it's more likely that you're allowing people to treat you this way people have come to expect it from you you're not putting up your boundaries you're not saying any differently and if you're always fulfilling their wants needs and wishes then why wouldn't they expect you to do it this time around as well okay so now that we've talked about a few signs and a few feelings you may be experiencing as a people pleaser i would like to first say that while all these things are okay in small doses it is okay sometimes to say yes when you don't quite have enough time because you feel you really want to help someone or saying you're fine to someone when you're really not just because you can't be asked to have that conversation right there and then that's okay from time to time but people pleasing is really when you find yourself going beyond your capabilities and you find it hard to stop you may have a strong urge to please and you may find yourself molding to what others want you to be it's okay to adapt and bend that's perfectly fine but molding is not you may also have become an expert at covering up how you truly feel by neglecting yourself, thus your own needs in the process. So let's make a distinction here between doing something nice for someone versus people pleasing. Because I'm a strong advocate of being a nice person and helping when you can, but always making sure you're taking yourself into consideration in the process. So a people pleaser may feel as though once they've done the deed to please another, They'll have a temporary feeling of goodness. They'll feel good in themselves and what they've done. But this feeling often doesn't last long. They may fall into this trap of feeling like they need to continue doing things for others in order to feel useful or even loved. See, this is the difference between being unconditionally nice and loving and doing something without a condition whilst also taking yourself into consideration and people-pleasing where you're putting your needs on a backbench and you're almost wanting to gain some sense of identity from it, a belonging or feeling loved. Thus, this will be a detriment to yourself because you're often left with fewer resources in which to help yourself and to tend to your own needs. Also, I want to mention that these are all short-term gratification techniques. Being a people pleaser will only make you happy in the short term. In the short term, you'll feel good. You may keep peace. You may have made someone else happy, but by consistently putting yourself second, in the long run, this is going to have detrimental effects. There will likely be long-term, long-lasting impacts. So even if we know this, why do we do it? Why do we continue to? Now let's have a little bit of compassion with ourselves. Because often the behaviours we exhibit are learnt and we're not consciously meaning to do them. Let's have a look at a few causes of what may be making you become a people pleaser. So the first one is low self-esteem. So people who don't tend to have a strong enough sense of worth, or at least they think that their worth is less than their perception of others, may feel that their needs are less important. Then they don't advocate for themselves due to this, or even they may simply not have awareness of what it is they even want. They don't prioritize it enough to know. And they may also be attaching their sense of worth and purpose to helping others to their sense of feeling purposeful. And if they cannot help, they may feel purposeless. Another reason could be anxiety. And anxiety is pretty prevalent in today's society. If we look at the UK alone, there is a statistic that 8 million people are experiencing anxiety disorder at one time, according to the Mental Health UK. 
If we then go across seas to the US of A, a whopping 3.1% of people are said to suffer from anxiety. This is according to the National Institute of Mental Health. So with such high numbers, this could be a leading cause of being a people pleaser. So if we look at anxiety, we may feel anxious, perhaps about fitting in or being rejected or even causing offense to someone. And to combat these, we tend to people please. So an example of social anxiety, for instance, could be where a person may feel as though they have to do whatever their friend asks of them in order to be accepted and liked. Another cause could be conflict avoidance. So those who really do not like conflict, to the extent that they are actually afraid of it and want to avoid it at all costs, may turn to people pleasing to prevent disagreements. Now, whilst it's always good to pick your battles, and obviously there are times where you really will want to just avoid all conflict because no one wants to get hurt or have things escalate, you may find that this is your default setting and that you tend to always avoid conflict. There's a difference between being neutral, expressing your opinions and keeping peace, and someone who just doesn't voice their opinion or mutes their voice in fear of this conflict. And the trouble with this is you may lose your sense of identity. Our voices are so powerful and if we're not using them, we're losing them. Okay, so another cause of people pleasing may be inequality. There are some forms of inequality that may lead people to believing that they should put others before themselves and thus are more likely to be a people pleaser. So if we take benevolent sexism, for example, which promotes that women are more loving, nurturing, and doubting than a man is. If you were then to internalize these ideas, it may influence women in putting others' needs before themselves, such as their partners or their children. I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, oh, but I'm a mum now, my needs don't matter, or at least they come second best, and I need to put all of my care, love, and attention into looking after my child to be the best possible mother I can be. But take a moment to think, how can you be the best version of yourself when your needs aren't even met? And do you not think you could do a better job at taking care of others when your cup is also full? And finally for now, trauma. It is such a prevalent word in today's society and it's thrown around a lot. So in regards to trauma, we've probably all heard of the fight flight and freeze phenomena as a response to traumatic events. But have we heard of the fawn response? So this fourth response, this fawn response, typically involves people trying to gain affection from those that they fear as a means of survival. So in this case, people pleasing has actually become and learnt in eight behavior. It is so deep and it's all a response of trauma for survival. So knowing some of these causes, let's have a little bit more compassion with ourselves. And let's also take a moment to think if any of these resonate with us and which one, because as soon as we know the cause of something, we're then able to deal with it at the very root of the problem. So we know a bit about what people pleasing is. We know some of the signs and how they may make us feel. And we know some of the causes. But why is it so important to understand the topic? And you're probably already feeling why. If you resonate with being a people pleaser, you probably already feel the inherent negative effects. But 
let's go through them anyways. And let's have a look at the risks on our health of being a people pleaser. And to really understand that it's more than just a word thrown around and it really can have a huge impact on our lives and our mental health. So the first risk obviously is stress. Something which again, like anxiety, is exponentially growing in today's society. So stress occurs when a person does not feel as though they have the resources in order to cope with something. If you are constantly bending over backwards of people and are unable to simply say no, it can lead to this. Alternatively, if you are being inauthentic to yourself and you're ignoring your own wants and needs, this is an easy way to become stressed or even anxious. Then there's loss of identity. By always tuning into others' wants and needs first and putting yourself on a backbench, whilst in the short term this may not seem detrimental, you may feel like a good person, you may be keeping the peace, whatever the reason, if you keep on doing this, slowly you are not considering yourself. And you may even find it harder to tune into what it is you even need or want in the first place and how it is you're feeling. This is definitely something I can resonate with and I would love to do another podcast linking people pleasing with empathy because in short, for so long I was good at putting people's needs above my own and really tuning into how they felt. I then started becoming empathetic towards other people and really encompassing their emotions as my own and slowly but surely I found myself fading away a little bit and being less good at tuning into my own emotions and not having a clue what my needs even were let alone being able to express them so stay tuned for another episode on people pleasing and empathy I really feel that there's a strong link there but another risk of being a people pleaser is tiredness If you are taking on more than you can chew by saying yes to tasks when you don't even have the time or making yourself act happy or in a positive way around others, even when you're feeling far from those feelings, you will become mentally and if not physically tired. It is exhausting being inauthentic. It is exhausting having no time for yourself. We all know how tiredness can feel. And we all know how tiredness has a ripple effect on all our other emotions. There are many more, but finally for now, let's talk about neglect. If you're not investing enough time and energy into yourself, and you are too concerned with giving it to everybody else, you neglect your own self-care. This could be your personal hygiene or your physical appearance. Have a think the last time you did something for yourself, like, Something as simple as getting a haircut or taking a long-deserved bath. It could even impact your health. You find yourself just consuming unhealthy food that you think will be a quick fix to give you that sugar boost and energy that you need. Or you may just find you don't have time to cook for yourself and to think through these meals and instead see it more beneficial to stick something in the microwave and wait for a ping. It may be more convenient, but it's definitely not good for your health. And we all know how diet comes hand in hand with literally everything else in our life. We are what we eat. So neglect really can impact your physical and mental health. So it really is something to take into consideration. But it's not all doom and gloom. It is important to understand what people pleasing is. Really sit down and think about the causes that could be making you one. 
knowing that the risks that this can have on your health. Now I want to share a few things, what I like to call call to actions, how we can change our behaviors and stop being a people pleaser. So one of the main things that I've implemented into my life is something I like to call stalling or taking your time. So when someone asks you something, you may automatically or instinctively just say yes. By this point, it's programmed in you. And you may find it really hard to say no. Well, you don't have to. We don't have to use that triggering word. You can simply give yourself a little bit more time to tune in to if it's something you really want to do and if you have time to do it by using an automatic response. And you can come up with this ahead of time and use it over and over again and it will really help you. And it could be something like this. Oh, let me just take a moment to think about if I can sufficiently help you with that and get back to you. Then you're not actually saying no, but you are putting up your boundaries. So say for instance, someone asks something of you, maybe even something nice like to hang out with you at the weekend, but you don't really have enough time. You could say something like, that's a really nice offer, thank you, but I have overcommitted and I don't think I'll be able to fit that in at the moment, but can we try again next month? This time, not only do you not have to say no, you're giving yourself time to really tune into your body before it's too late and you've already committed. And sometimes no is not even the right response anyways. It's not like you don't want to hang out with your friends, you just can't right now. And you're not saying no completely, like it's off the table totally. You're taking back a little bit of control and you can even reschedule. But you're just allowing yourself a bit of time to pause, not to relift this innate response that gets you in trouble. You're not put on the spot and you can take some time to put yourself back into the equation. So another useful call to action I like to often do also is sometimes you can say yes. You may even want to help, but find that it takes up way more of your time than you anticipated it would and then feel obligated and that you can't back out because you've already committed. So one thing you can do here is to set time limits. If you say yes to something, instead of allowing the other person to dictate the level of help that they need from you, maybe set a time limit. So the next time someone asks for help and you're generally happy to help, but you know that you can't give all of your energy at this time, you could agree to it and say that you have X amount of time. You're not saying no, but you're still in control and setting your boundaries. Another useful tip that I've implemented, and I really think it can help people who don't feel as though they have enough time for themselves and to get done what they need to do, and for those who really don't feel that they tune into themselves enough, know what their wants and needs are, and to understand how they're feeling. I call this one time blocking. So especially good if you don't feel like you have enough time in the day for your own needs. It can be really useful to set some time aside each day and to make it a habit because we all know how easy it is to do something once, feel great, and then not do it again. So if we make it a habit, i.e. if we say, one hour every day in the morning, perhaps make it the first thing you do in the day, then it's easy to make it a routine and to become a habit. So dedicate this one hour to do what you need or you want. So this could be self-care, like each morning you may say, I'm gonna wake up and stretch for 10 minutes. Then I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast. I may read a chapter of my book or I may do some meditating. Or it could even be a task that you want to achieve, like 
completing an assignment and getting that off your thoughts or writing some emails you've been putting off or even just tidying the house and having a well-earned cup of tea. (laughs) So really try and get your needs done before committing to others. It is time to put yourself first. It is not selfish. It is self-love. And not only will you not be showing up for yourself, but if you're tired or anxious or stressed, how do you even expect to show up for others fully either? So finally, I would like to leave you with this. And if you don't take anything else from this podcast, please take this piece of advice. Give yourself compassion. Instead of constantly thinking, why did I say yes to this and I didn't want to or I didn't even have the time to, it may be because you were scared of someone not liking you. Or why did I not end this relationship, even if it was causing me to be sad? It may be because you didn't have the self-confidence at the time or you had fear of abandonment. Be compassionate that there are always reasons we act the way we do. And if we don't want to feel them anymore and we can identify what's causing them, we can slowly but surely start to put steps in place in order to heal and help. So let's talk through these steps again. So firstly, it is about identifying the behavior. And perhaps that behavior, to give an example, is always saying yes. Then we need to recognize its impacts. So if you're always saying yes, perhaps you're never having enough time and neglecting your own needs. After, feel empowered to change. Think of all the things you can achieve if you say no or set time limits. What else can you be using your infinite time to achieve when you're not feeling tired and you're not feeling stressed fourthly is to learn about yourself learn about your values and who you want to give your time to there will always be some people in your life that you will happily give more energy to than others perhaps this could be your partner your parents your children that special friend even yourself over your colleagues or your boss or that friend that only seems to pop up when they want something So four was to learn about yourself, your values, and who you want to dedicate your time to. Five is to learn about healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries allow each person in a relationship or family to communicate their wants and needs, whilst also respecting the wants and needs of others. You need to figure out your own. Really take time to sit down, put pen to paper, and think about your own wants and needs. Think about what you could ask for in your life that would make your life happier, healthier, and easier. Then finally, six, set these boundaries. Understand and identify them and start to slowly implement them with your friends and your family and your co-workers. Start implementing some of these techniques and know that it's not going to happen overnight, but stick with it. These could be behaviors that you've been carrying for a long time. It's going to take your mind and body a little bit of time to adjust, but then once it feels these healthy benefits, it's not going to want to stop. One final piece of advice I'd like to give you with is something I fell victim to. Once you've identified that you don't want to be a people pleaser, don't take the extreme opposite end of the spectrum. Unlearning people pleasing is learning how to love yourself and not how to hate others. It is a balance. So when you're on this self-love journey and people inevitably ask you to do something for them, you may feel frustrated. You may feel like, oh, 
Why are they always asking for help? I need to take care of myself. You may start to feel resentful. Resentment is another side effect of people pleasing. People who tend to feel as though they have no choice but to say yes and to please may grow resentful of this role, which may then lead to them becoming angry or frustrated. This could manifest in someone becoming passively aggressive. Try not to overcome your people-pleasing tendencies by thinking you need to fully embrace only taking care of yourself, unless of course you want to, and thinking you have to only say no to everything or become angry at the thought that someone would even dare ask something from you. (laughs) It's about learning to set your boundaries and finding better ways to respond that allow you to be compassionate and take yourself into consideration and have everyone's needs met. So thank you so much for listening and I really hope you gained something from this podcast. I would really love to know what it was. Leave five stars to let me know you enjoyed this podcast and share it with someone who you think may benefit from something in this. Knowledge is power and we all have the capabilities to share. So that's the end of this episode. My first episode. I wanted to do a podcast for so long and I guess I didn't really know where to begin or more so I wanted everything to be perfect. The people pleaser still within me. And then I was like, what do I do my first episode on? I want it to be brilliant. What do people want to hear? Then I thought it's great to be the teacher and to give out wisdom. It's also so important to be the student and to take some of your own medicine. So people pleasing it was. Thank you so much for listening. Let's connect on my socials. And if you do one thing today, do it for yourself. If you made it this far, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. I really hope something you heard sparked an insight and I'd be delighted if you were to share it with the community. Don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. For more content and to connect with me, head to the link in the description for my socials. Until next time, stay authentic and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Got one life, I won't regret it. I will fight until I get it. I'll look back one day from heaven and say, damn, I learned some lessons and say, damn, I have no questions. I had fun in every second and the journey was a blessing, yeah.